Okay, welcome to Insight Now. We are live with Nathaniel and Amy. Nathaniel, Amy, it's so good to see you. It's good to have you on. As always, thanks for being here. Thank you. We love hanging out with you once a week. That's great. It's so great that you're always here too. <laughs> right? Aww. Glad that you're here, Chris. <laughs> yeah. I I, I think that what we're doing is is substantial um, yeah. because I, I do believe that the things that God's put in your hearts um, and in my heart, these things need to be released into the body um, yeah. for anyone who's willing to listen um, because the body needs to be encouraged, built, edified, and brought into the fullness of this next season that God has for the body of Christ. And and um, I believe there's a handful of people um, that are willing to set their ear to the Holy Spirit and say, God, I hear where you're going. I see where you're moving. And I have this gigantic yes to whatever God has for me. And I think that um, it's a sign and a wonder for people. So um, you guys are, are shining bright there in Belle Plaine. Uh, and uh, we're trying to shine bright up here in Sandpoint and just see God move in our respective spheres, including this online world. So, right. you know, it's good. So what's been going on for you guys? Anything um, exciting? A whole bunch of getting back to the routine of school, homeschool, right. and just, right? Yeah. It's um, getting everybody back into good habits. We were up way too late last night. And then here this coming week, we're going to probably do a family camp out in the backyard too. <laughs> so, uh, like, ah, whatever. We're just going to shoot the schedule again. <laughs> but right. we can. And it works. That's so. kind of part of rewards for the kids, though, in a way, because it's the perks of homeschooling. Yeah. Like, we get to do some of these things, and then it helps them. Uh, enjoy the process they're a part of mm -hmm. a bit more because they see the payment mm -hmm. for the work they put in. So, yeah. Good. Good. That's exciting. And for us too, you know, getting in this new schedule with homeschool and, um, you know, realizing, you know, we did switch curriculum, uh, same curriculum that we used, but went from paper to computer. Yeah. And so that's a big transition to get used to that new format and um, immediate feedback on answers versus dad correcting it later is uh, as uh, at first pretty stress inducing, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, ah. what? oh, I got, what? you know, and so we've, we're just working through all that stuff and, and uh, yeah. it's good though. You know, she's um I, I'm super proud of how she's uh, kind of getting after it this year. It's uh, it's been a good start, I would say. So, awesome. um, yeah, it's good. It's good. And um, yeah, I'll just say, you know, I don't know what things are like there at your church, but God's just been moving in a really powerful way. Oh man, up here, you know. Come and I, I mean, it's just like really amazing encounters. People um, really getting breakthrough in areas, and you know, it's been just fun a fun yeah. season of ministry for us. So yeah. church have, has been the same here, like crazy anointed worship times. And right. two weeks ago, it's like we get up from worship and it's a, an hour and a half into, and we're like, oh, we've only got like 15 or 20 minutes left for the service, you know? And then last week it was the same thing. We're just going through worship and prayer and all of a sudden, 
you know, yep. preaching and not even thinking about time. You look up and it's been two and a half hours. We're like, oh my gosh, whoops, we got ahead. You know, like just yeah. God taking over and the the incredible yeah. amount of presence. And then it just, it, it doesn't feel like time at all. You're just enjoying powerful movement. Yeah. yeah it's been mm-hmm. great. It's been so mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Yeah, it's encouraging. It's exciting. Um, yeah, it's just, you know, I think for everyone who's got, who God has given the stewardship of people and the stewardship of resources in the kingdom, you know, who are leading a group of people, whether it's in a church context or a home group or your business or wherever it is that you've been called the steward hearts. Um, there's not, I don't think there's bigger payoffs than seeing people encountering God, you know, and having him do that transformational work in them. I mean, it's like, that's the big win, you know, it's like, wow, you know, he's, they're meeting with him, you know, so, uh, super exciting. Like you, both of us kind of grew up more in religion, (laughs) you know, where it was, we we were just working for holiness. We were working to be right with God. We were working for those things Um, or whatever. But like, yeah, so especially then you watch people just encounter the Lord and the Lord does the work in people and does things only he can do. And it's like, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really, really good. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's super encouraging. And one of the things that we've talked about a little bit is our experience that Saturday in LaBarge. Um, it keeps coming up because I think it yeah. was a timestamp. It was a, it was a Kairos moment Yeah. Um, with uh, an appointed time for us to encounter the holiness and the righteousness of the father in a way that allowed us to really understand for me, really understand the fear of the Lord on such a greater measure and yeah. the fruit of the encounter is that you have all the other things that you fear just start to disappear. Yep. All the anxieties and worries and things like, no, I, I've, I, I know, I know him and I've encountered his awe and his glory. And now I don't get to be afraid of those yeah. things because he is so much bigger just in the experience. And so that's been what I've been kind of going through. And I think a lot of people in the body are experiencing a fresh set of boldness, a fresh, you know, kind of a renewed sense of understanding the fear of the Lord in a tangible way, not like a mental ascent fear, right? uh, really an encounter fear. And so I I think it might be good to chat on that a little bit. Yeah. I think the first thing I would say is just, Hey, if, if, uh, Listening to this or watching this, and you're like, I'd really love some of those fears to get put off of me. Um, it, just hear that something God's doing in His body right now, and mm-hmm. uh, and especially if you're anywhere near, you know, Chris's church or our church, like where we know God's moving like this. Though obviously, it's not just in our two churches. No. Um, the Lord's no. doing this in a lot of places. So yeah. find any place He's moving. And and just come with that heart of longing, like that you're going to encounter the Lord in a way that that does imprint that that mm-hmm. weightiness on you, yep. and and watch those things melt off your heart that have been weighing you down in an unhealthy way. And yep. um, yeah, it'll be really really good. So, so it's available good. to you. That's the point I'm making. Yeah, uh, and 
and you know um it's really interesting biblically because we see a lot of um encounters tied to locations um yeah. whether it's bethel or whether you know like like where jacob's ladder is you know like these different yeah. locations where god appointed for there to be a an encounter and yeah. um so he does operate in space and time and so you know he is looking at the location as well as the the thing so i think it's good if you're hungry to seek out seek out places for for encounter you know um, yeah. I, i've seen uh, people that become uh probably unhealthy conference junkies you know because they're looking for a high you know they're looking yep. for an encounter and experience and they don't get it anywhere else but um i'm not talking about that i'm talking about god has an appointed breakthrough for you in a community or in a location that um, he's actually reserved for you so pay attention to what the lord is at where the lord's asking you to go don't just go to have an encounter but God has something appointed for you in those moments. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's really, that's a really yeah. good, really good word. Yeah. yeah. So we were talking a little bit about um, boldness, right? Yeah. Because boldness is a direct result, I think, of um, having resolve, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a res resolution in your heart. There's a resolve in you uh, about who he is, about who you are, um, the ability to press past the things that have, have created stops in you from being bold in the past. And I feel like the Lord's working that out in the body. Um, and um, let's, let's talk a little bit about what this looks like. I think that's part of the fruit of the fear of the Lord is yeah. uh, refreshed, renewed boldness. Yeah. Right. And even yeah. bold where we've never been bold before. Right. Yeah. I think that that's a good, a good starting place because, you know, normally when you talk about a kind of fear, fear is paralyzing, not activating. But the fear of the Lord is activating. Right. The fear of the Lord that's causes good. boldness. The fear of the Lord causes action. Um, because it, it's kind of like the fruit of the spirit is self-control. Um, this is a whole other gateway. But the 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 fruit of the spirit is self-control because god isn't interested in controlling you um he's interested in setting you free from everything that does want to control you i mean he wants your heart he wants you to lay your life down unto him but it's yes. setting you free from all these other fears gives you room to be bold in the ways that you've wanted to be but have felt incapacitated to to, to do what you actually wanted to do right Um, I think it's interesting to talk about the things that are in our heart, you know, to do, um, yeah. because, um, some people feel like they play the comparison game with other people that they see being really bold yeah. and then they were all, well, I'm not that bold and, uh, that's not my thing. Or, yeah. you know, there's these, this comparison thing that happens, you know, I, I see pastors right now that I really admire, um, who are being so bold in so many different areas. And I'm like, I wouldn't touch that, <laughs> you know, like, oh, no, no. like uh, but you know, I think God's, God's uniquely equipped each of us to be bold in specific areas and in certain right. things that we're really passionate about. And so, uh, maybe Amy, you can talk about that boldness and passion because we know that you are a passionate person. Yeah. 
Well, I always think sometimes that it's easier to counsel other people versus like myself. <laughs> mm. Like, And so I mm. think that, well, what advice would I give to somebody, you know, because I am a pastor's wife and people are always coming. So I'm always in this encouragement mode. And I think if it's the right advice for them, it would be the right advice for me too, you know? Um, one of the things that one of our leaders uh, said at the conference that we were at was that that boldness comes from conviction, from knowing, you know, when we know the word of God, when we know the truth of that, when we have the conviction on it, that actually leads to the courage and the confidence. Like, like Joshua knew that God said that the promised land was his. So That's it right. didn't matter what giants were in the land. He's like, he went in with the mindset this is my land. Where should I build my house? <laughs> you know, and when we look at the field before us, the place, the passions that we have, and we come in with an ownership, like knowing that this is what the Lord's called us to, this is what the Lord's given us to, mm -hmm. then we can go in with that confidence and boldness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's really good. That's really good. And, yeah. and one of the struggles I think is that, you know, we talk about passion, but then we also talk about wisdom. Um, and how do you be bold and wise? Right. That's a big challenge, right. The church is not good at this, right. We find, um, things that we decide to be really passionate about and we become very bold in it and we're not wise. We actually start operating from a demonic stance instead of a, a kingdom heavenly, uh, perspective. And, um, you know, we've talked a lot about this decade being the decade of wisdom, right? Like this is the decade of wisdom. This is the era of wisdom. Hey, what's up, Daniel? He says, yo, my peeps. Hi, Daniel. Yo, what's, up, peeps? what's up, peeps? Yeah. So good to see you, Daniel. You know, so we're in this area of era of wisdom. And if we're going to have boldness in the area of wisdom, we really have to understand how. Right. right? Like how, how to be bold and what to be bold about. And I think the passion things are important in the resolve. Obviously, the conviction um, allows us to be really bold. But what are you guys seeing as far as like with wisdom and boldness and 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 that, that kind of concept? Um, husband, answer this one. My life versus like zeal for your house consumes me. And so I get very passionate sometimes in some things where I don't always maybe I maybe I go a little too far or a little too hard on something. But I'll be like, you need to say that with a smile, babe. <laughs> or or around that bridge. Yeah. And and so for me, learning wisdom in my zeal is, you know, sometimes it's slowing down and, and letting somebody who's wise kind of counsel me and bring some of that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so for me it's uh, it, it it actually is about untempering it. Um because it, it both the boldness and the wisdom come from the same source. Yes. It all comes from connection to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so, so both of them are coming from the same source and you want that artery as unclogged as you can possibly get it. Um, mm -hmm. That's a good so, word. So you don't encounter the Lord, get boldness, then leave the Lord to go live boldly. And you don't, you don't get wisdom and then think, hmm, how can I take these practical steps God's given me in effort and my own strength, my own abilities, um, and then get scared because, you know, now like 
you do both halves of the equation in connection with the Holy Spirit. And that actually adds a third layer, which is the anointing. And the anointing mm. is actually that supernatural ability to that causes the wisdom and the boldness to have the right effect. Mm. It's wise. So, sounds like we're developing actually a teaching. Yeah. You know, to me, because, um, you know, as far as some tools to help people navigate this, number one, you know, you have to be so connected to the source. Right. Yeah. Like like we have to be connected to hearing the Holy Spirit. And and uh, one of the things that I, I talk about with people who struggle with the do's and the shoulds is repentance. Like we talk about that a lot, you know, because repentance is the key to abandonment. It's the key to giving it to mm -hmm. the Lord. It's actually like saying, God, change my heart, change my mind on this subject so that you can have it. And, and one right. of the results of abandoning something to the Lord is that you now can receive confidence from God about who you are, about where yeah. you're going. But if you don't actually repent and you just say, God, I'm going to give this to you, but don't change my heart. Don't change my mind. We never live confidently. Yeah. Right. And confidence is a direct fruit of repentance. And, and I think that, um, that, you know, the, for many of us, I know I've had to go through the, like I, we have this encounter with God Part of my encounter was repentance. Yeah. Changed my yep. mind. I have not seen you clearly. Mm -hmm. I've not believed the truth about who you are. And I'm seeing a whole new facet of who you are. And so God changed me, changed my mind. And I'm going to abandon all those old thoughts about who you are. I do not want those. I'm getting rid of those. And now let me receive what you have for me. And so that, that initial source being the key to boldness and being the key to wisdom seems like um, we've got to have a mind shift, a mm -hmm. heart shift in order to actually step into, you know, real righteous, healthy boldness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I think a big piece of that is the, the repentance from the mindset of being alone. Mm. Um, I think partly because wow. of just the outcome of the fall we we have an orphaned i'm alone i have to work for performance um mm. mindset part of that's also being american <laughs> because we have like this declaration dependence <laughs> that you know like it, i get it conservatively politically like you know but spiritually this thing of i have to do it my own way that, that that's this value system most of us have been brought up with um like Jesus actually said to his disciples, abide in me and you'll bear mm -hmm. much fruit. Mm -hmm. And apart from me, you can do nothing. So we have to actually repent of the mindset of needing to do it alone or needing right. to earn our way into a certain connection with God, that it actually totally. it all starts from connection. It starts from having a source and and saying, okay, God, I'm not enough, but you're always more than enough. Always. So yeah. what did that look like in this situation? Just waste yeah. a time. You all the answers. You don't need all the steps. What does step one in this situation look like? Like, I, that's literally what I did just a little few minutes ago when Amy's like, while she's saying, I'm going to let my husband say, give the answer to this. I'm like, God, give me the answer to this. Because I didn't have the answer yet. 
And then as I'm saying it, I'm like, this is a good answer. <laughs> but uh, but being yeah. totally honest, like I didn't know that until I was saying it. Yes. Because the Lord was teaching me the same time I was talking. Yeah. Because I was doing it from a source. I wasn't putting yep. the pressure on myself to strive form and accomplish something apart from the Lord. I was doing it out of my connection with yep. the Lord. That gave me the courage to stand here on a live set and be like, I'm going to have an answer for this question. (laughs) Annalise says, totally. Yeah. The 100 emoji. Yes. So live demonstration right here. (laughs) Yep. 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 So, so when we talk about the wisdom, boldness and anointing, right? It's these three aspects that, that seem to really, play hand in hand. I think um, we talked a little bit about this transformation that we need to see in the body of Christ, right? We yes. need oh, um, we need to be bold in the right areas. We need to have wisdom in what to be bold in and then how to be bold in that, um, which has to come from the from the the Holy Spirit. And of course, the word of God will speak very clearly on how to be wise. Yeah. Um, it does speak very clearly on how to be wise. Um, and yet with that, there's so many nuances and so many things and that that we can get sidetracked with uh, things that we can lose our focus on. Um, and in all of that, I, I'm just sensing that um, the more we lean into the Holy Spirit, the more freedom we're going to have in our boldness. Right. We're actually going to be free to be bold. I, I was telling telling you guys earlier, I've I've been more bold in some areas than I've ever been. And I'm more at peace in that boldness than I've ever been too. Uh, Because I feel very comfortable that I'm just hearing and saying what he's Mm -hmm. asking me to say and um, drawing the boundaries that need to be drawn to provide safety and health. Right. Like, so there's these things that, that I think are really, I I mean, just critically important, but um, I, I'd be really curious. Do you guys feel like this is a top-down leaders first issue on boldness? Uh, like, do we need to model it from the leader's perspective first, or do we need a grassroots revival bottom up uh, on boldness? Is it all encompassing? Like kind of what do you see as being that process coming forward? I do think that it's going to take a leader somewhere to be the first, like you told us about that, that you saw this guy dancing in the corner and then the first mm-hmm. follower, when one person mm-hmm. came, you really need those people who are igniters. I mean, I've been praying for the the um, the reformers to rise up. And I feel like a lot of people are waiting for that first person to step yeah. out. Like they should, they but they don't know what to do and so everybody's kind of looking and waiting and and when first person going to take the step because i think when they do that's when when other people are going to join up and i I really like i don't know that it has to be a leader of a church doing it Mm -hmm. it has to be somebody who has a heart for jesus and just says yeah it's me you know here my Um, lord sent me Yeah, I would really jump on that one, too, and say it, it is not about we don't need a church leader, the first one doing it. We just need somebody to take responsibility. And the more people that start taking that responsibility like that, that's what leadership really is. It's just somebody who sees something own it 
And so, I mean, that starts with with your own individual connection and working that out publicly. That's that could be that could be somebody listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel said one person's breakthrough can become a corporate breakthrough. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and Annalise says amen, Daniel. Yes. Um, and then um, it is interesting yesterday in our ministers in training group, we went over um, specific scriptures on call and ministry and the divine call of God into whatever he has for us. And Isaiah six is the call of Isaiah, you know, where he has that encounter with the Lord, where he gets his, his lips cleansed by the coal. And he says, who am I going to send? And he says, here, here I am, send me. Right. And, and just like you were mentioning. So I, I think, um, I think it's a multitude, you know, I think, yes, we have to have leaders um, willing to step into the place of um, what did you call it? Leaders have to leave and then lead. Can we talk about that a little bit? Because I think, you know, there's something yeah. really critical in that uh, concept. Yeah. So can you, can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So, I mean, I'll kind of intro with a little bit of a story. We first got hired into vocational ministry we were kids pastors at a church and we're trying to lead revival among these kids that most of them are religious background they're just coming into a kingdom church and and we're like here's the encounter you know like trying to take what happens in the adult service every week and make it happen in a kids worship service and trying to try and it's not not nothing we're doing is working and then this one family came with one with six kids and one of their daughters carried revival just one of them was all it was needed and she came in entered in with her whole and all of a sudden all the kids followed her and we started having revival with the kids there's your first follower so it was the first follower and it had to be someone among them not someone above as soon as it was someone among them, it caught. And um, and so that's where, again, I'm saying, it, yes, leaders, but leaders. <laughs> um, and the leaving piece of that is that girl, that one fourth grade girl had to be willing to leave the comfort of, of what everybody else was doing, of being yeah. in common with everybody else leave yeah. the comfort and the peer pressure and the pull of the of the group to go after the lord and i think that's really what the fear of the lord is about is it would it became the pull lord became bigger than the pull of the group and it set her free from the pull of the group released her into the goodness of god and and that gravity dropped on her to pull everybody in after her come on so great. Mm -hmm. So that was like the seven. intro story. Give us a little more. Oh. <laughs> There's this like, so what the word holiness literally means is set up. And to be set apart, it, like it, it, this is the example I give for holiness all the time is it's your grandma's china. You know, you don't use your grandma's china for every single meal. You use it for like Christmas and Thanksgiving. It is special. It's set apart. You only use it for most special family gatherings, right? Um, yep. In, in other words, opposite of common, 
Holy is the opposite of common. Righteous is the un, is the opposite of sinful. But holy is the opposite right. of common. And so, mm -hmm. in order to become holy, you have to leave what's common. You have to mm -hmm. let go of the way everyone does things. You have to go, go let go of the things that everybody else does. And it's like, well, everybody else, it seems to be okay. But is it going to get you where you want it? it going to get you right into the heart of the presence of God? Is it going to get you the anointing that breaks the blind of the people you talk to? Is it, it like God's presence is a, God is a consuming fire. Yep. You know, and the closer we get yep. to him, the more of the things are going to get away. And the more mm -hmm. holiness is going to be imparted to us, become an uncommon people. Mm-hmm set apart unto the Lord, right? So leaders, I mean, to me, this is just, a, this is a God's call to every single believer, but the ones who choose to go after it first, they're going to be called leaders. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, but it means saying yes to the Lord so much that you're going to leave other things behind. Um, and let his holiness consume you. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. It, it yeah. sounds scary and and can be when you first enter into it. Um, but once that refining accomplishes like its purpose and you've become set apart, mm -hmm. there is life like you've never had before. Like mm -hmm. life and joy and belonging and acceptance and like those fears get washed away and you start entering into purpose and and uh, it, it's so good. So good. I love it. I love it. Daniel said, uh, while you were talking, we need leaders that plow. Yeah. To make a way for others. That's right. Right. And that's what you were doing with the kids church. Yeah. You know, you were, you were just plowing ground waiting for the seed, right? Yeah. You're just, just making room for that good fruit to yep. spring up right for that for that thing to come forth and that's only by the lord right you can't force right. that you can't make yep. that happen you just plow and you obey the lord and you entrust the fruit to him um otherwise you're 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 bound uh to performing for your results you know thank god we we're, we're not bound to that you know um he's a gracious god he's always looking to do a good thing um but i love that um you know that being set apart in the context specifically of leaving what's common. You know, I mean, that's so critical. I think that it's very easy to go with the flow of uh, politics and to go with the flow of media and to go with the flow of church culture and to go with the flow of, and so we do need leaders that are willing to plow into unfamiliar, uncommon, territory because we're called to be holy not right. common right yeah. so it's, yeah. it's really good that's really good um i think we've got a lot of stuff to chew on good you know um i i think you know one of the things that um that you said that i think is really important for people to grab is that uh fear that's not from god is paralyzing but the fear of the lord is activating Right. And it actually causes you to plow. It causes you to lead. It causes you to move forward because yeah. you, you have a different standard through which you're judging everything that you do. Yeah. You know, 
Any other thoughts, Amy, before we wrap up in some declaration and prayer and impartation? No, um, I think the thing I was thinking of was, you know, sometimes it's just the saying yes to the Lord, because, you know, a lot of times we're like, no, everybody else is already giving this message or doing this thing or whatever. Like we, we can look like somebody else is doing it, but the Lord is putting it on you because he wants you to do it, you know? Yeah. And there's power when you do it. When you do it versus yep. that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mark, Mark uh in in um Labarge uh mentioned Judges 5 2 that says when the leaders lead, when the people willingly follow, bless the Lord. Or when the when the people willingly give themselves, right? Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's um it, this is that giving ourselves holy. Uh, to holiness, right? To being uncommon, giving ourselves to the Lord in a very unusual way. And um, it allows, you know, hey, when the leaders are plowing and they're leading and they're stepping out in front, and then you've got people willing to give themselves to it. I mean, watch out. Yes. Watch out. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to start this time. I'm going to start with prayer and then, um, you know, either, you know, whichever, whoever wants to close it up is great. Uh, but Father, we thank you so much that you're calling us into fresh boldness in this season. We pray, God, that we would not temper our boldness and our uh, wisdom, that we would not think that they're both like it's one or the other or or that if we were so bold, we've got to be more wise. No, it all comes from you. And so we uh, come to you, Holy Spirit, and we ask that you fill your people. We ask that you come with power and that you would fill every space that has been occupied by fear and doubt and anxiety that's been op occupied by foolishness, that has been occupied by the fear of man. Will you just come and reveal your power, reveal your glory, reveal your might in us to solidify and bring us to a place of conviction about your power, about your might, about how you want to work in and through us. And Father, we lay ourselves down to you this morning, this afternoon. We lay ourselves down to you um, with the absolute heart to just see you move in ways that only you can move, to do the things that only you can do. And we're willing and we come and we say yes, and we are grateful, God. Thank you, Lord. Daddy, I just thank you that you are a good shepherd and you know how to lead your people, your sheep. Yeah. <laughs> Lord, that you don't abandon us, but you walk with us. God, that you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. And Daddy, I just pray for your hand to work so um, diligently and personally in each believer's life, Lord, uh, for that abiding, for that connection, for that holiness, and Lord, for boldness, that we truly would be a light shining in the darkness, God, and that your your mark would be on the lives of the believers, Jesus, so that so that none, so that none can deny the existence of you. Yes. Jesus, let us shine boldly. Let us shine brightly. In Jesus' name, I pray. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesus, I, I bless the connections that all these listeners and watchers have with you, God, and just, I, I declare to their spirits. <laughs> 
what what we've already spoken that they would know truly god that they don't need to stir up boldness mm-hmm. and they don't need to stir up wisdom and somehow mm-hmm. find either of those within themselves mm-hmm. but that as they set their face towards you god you will fill them with both the wisdom and the boldness to um to understand how to walk in what you've put before them god mm-hmm. so jesus would would you cause your clarity to come upon each of us um to to just focus on, on the one thing that you are assigning to each of us to do that is problems that we see in the world around us that that we're we're not assigned to all of them god yeah. but which which yeah. one person or group of people, which one situation, which one mm-hmm. um, big picture problem in the world around us are you calling mm-hmm. us to go after each of us individually? Mm-hmm. And and God, what is the wisdom for the next step that we need to take to, to, to go after that, God? That's all we need right now is just mm-hmm. what's that next step. And uh, and God, we, we look to you to flood us with the courage and the boldness mm. to take this step and the next one and all of them for that God until the job is done in Jesus name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Amen. Amen. Emily said, that's the kingdom come. Come on. Amen. That yep. is. Amen. Amen. Well, we appreciate everybody who watched. Don't forget, you can uh, listen to Insight Now on podcasts, anywhere that you get podcasts. We are on every possible channel, uh, an app that you want to use. If you cannot find us on your favorite app, let me know. Um, And uh, you can just message me. Go to insightnow.co. There's a contact form there. Or if you know me, just get a hold of me. Um, And with that... um, uh, we're super grateful for the opportunity to be with Nathaniel and Amy as always. God is on the move. Yes, and, he is. Uh, spectacular yeah. things are coming. Yes. You know, I'm I I wholly reject the doom and gloom mindset in this season. <laughs> yeah. Like we can be aware of what is happening, but I have hope. And yeah. um, we serve the God of hope, and what he is That's doing right. is bigger than anything the enemy can do. So, yeah. amen. come on, amen. amen. Yeah, let's go. Yes, yeah. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. All right. Well, we love you guys, and we will be back uh, next week. And and of course, um, Monday, uh, Mark is on with um, uh, Tim uh, from Australia, and then Tuesday we've got our founders call at uh, five Pacific. Uh, so figure that out for your time zone. All right. Lord bless you. See you guys later. See ya. Love ya. Bye.